0: From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Diz Boards Edition for July 29th 2010.
1: got a lot of... How many times can you say Diz in one second? Really?
0: I'm John Maja, I'll be your host this week, and I am joined by our Orlando team, Corey Martin, Kathy Rurling, Julie Martin, Max Eccles, actually sitting at the table, ladies and gentlemen, and Kevin Close.
2: It's my birthday, my 30th birthday.
0: Is it really? 729
2: 1980
0: Happy birthday. Wow, happy
3: birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, okay, this- Happy birthday, you've just made me feel old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh I forgot what I was going to say. We're doing a Disboards edition show today. Um, in case you don't know, we're alternating every other week. One week we're reading your emails. The next week we're picking out uh, our favorite threads from the boards and discussing them. Um, this helps us to get a chance to get out on the boards and see what people are talking about, and hopefully find some common uh, questions or common concerns that people have, and talk about them in general. So let's get started. Who wants to go first? Who has a Disboards thread that they want to discuss?
4: I'll go first. Ms. Kathy. This is from the Theme Parks Board. This is, the, the thread is, Disney Addicts, what is your most addictive ride? And this is from Heaven to DC. Um, she says, I am such a Disney addict, it gets on my family's nerves, but what the heck, right? You have to have a passion for something and it might as well be Disney. I was giving ideas to my youngest two sons who will be going on their first visit this year and what her favorite rides were. There were Tower of Terror, Haunted Mansion, parts of the Caribbean. So um, she just wanted to know what everybody else thought. So what do you think? What's your favorite rides?
0: I don't know if I have an addictive ride, but I think a ride I ride almost every time is Tomorrowland Transit Authority. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. why. It seems like yeah. every time we go to the
4: park, it's like I gotta ride it. Yeah, I do that one.
2: Um, we always I, ride pirates Yes we do um, But I would think I, I love 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 And could say I'm addicted to Tower of Terror I love the way it makes me feel um, Taylor's even really excited Even though it scares The living daylights out of her She's ready to ride it mm. And Soren
1: I think mine's a mix Between Rock and Roller Coaster And Toy Story Mania Max Max Probably the transit Authority, but that's probably because my mom always makes me go on it.
4: <laughs> Poor Max. I don't want to go
0: on this
1: again. <laughs> Two or three times each time. Oh!
4: That would be like how I used to drag my kids on the journey into imagination, and my kids got to think of that as punishment. But I still think it's my favorite ride.
0: <laughs> I wonder what, but what does she mean by addicted? Like, she has to do it every single so. time yeah, they go? Yes.
3: See, I don't think there's anything like that I have to do. In the, I like Big Thunder Mountain. I like it's a small world. I like the Haunted Mansion.
4: But-, but did you have a favorite ride before you moved down here? Because I know, like, when we would come down here on vacation, my kids had certain rides they had to do. But now that we live here, it's like, yeah, if I get yeah. there, I get there.
0: I had to do Splash Mountain. <laughs> Splash Mountain was always my favorite. But I can't, th- I'm trying to think of, like, I'm trying to think for you, if we go into a park, you say to me, there's something you say all the time, is that what I say. I want to do all the time says so eat.
3: <laughs> no, it's one of those things. Uh, it's, we've answered this question many times. But living here, if there's a line, you just think, I'll just mm-hmm. come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm yeah. not waiting in line for anything. Um, more, than a, more than 10 minutes, I don't think I would wait. No, we, I think we're both kind of agreeable. And like the park so much, there are certain things that I... You just said Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror makes me sick. It makes my stomach queasy, so I have a queasy stomach for the rest of the day. So I don't, I don't have anything to prove any longer. So I just avoid it. I just. I'll even wait in the queue line with you. And then just jump out at the last minute. There's just no sense feeling like that. But no, I don't think... And there's nothing that I think to myself, I'm not riding that. There so. were
1: a few attractions that I remember... Always having to do when we used to visit Disney, Spaceship Earth being one, and the uh, Carousel of Progress being the other. It, it was just it was just one of those things. Like the Spaceship Earth, I always loved the Renaissance Room, looking at Michelangelo. Uh, the Carousel of Progress, I just even, even the songs. We used to sing the songs and remember the dogs' names.
3: <laughs> I I when I was a kid, I loved if you had wings. And every time I came when I was a kid, my favorite attraction ride was the Mickey Mouse Review, which is where um, was housed where uh, PhilharMagic is. Mm.
2: I have a question for you: If you had wings, was that similar to Soarin', but you rode in like a smaller little cart?
3: You rode in like a clamshell car. Yeah. And and you, you went
2: really fast towards the screen and made you feel like you were flying.
3: Actually, you didn't go mm, fast right. at all. Well, it the, felt the, like the, it. The, 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 the movie rushed forward and there was a fan in your face. So, yeah, it felt like you were skiing. Okay.
2: Thank God I'm not crazy, because I have told Corey about this. I remember that from when I was five, and that was, like, one of my biggest and best memories, and I've asked him a hundred times, there was a ride like Soarin' before at Magic Kingdom.
3: Yeah. You rode in a clamshell kind of car, and as you rode through, you rode through a tunnel, and it was like you were skiing, and yes. the film moved really fast, and there was wind in your face. Yeah. See, I remember. Really I love that. I remember it vaguely, but I don't remember the attraction. I, I think I remember the queue area.
0: Isn't that? <laughs> but isn't that where um, Buzz Lightyear is now? Yeah. yeah. I thought you said that's where Phil Harman. Oh, that's no Mickey Mouse
3: review. And the one that I remember from being a kid was the Man in Bermuda. And he would the the, the, uh, the general the officer in Bermuda. He was wearing Bermuda shorts, and he was directing traffic. And he would make the car, he would make the motion like he was dancing. He had that whole thing down where his I arms. I remember
2: the skiing mostly. And
3: he would make the cars go first, and then the film would cut, and he'd go the other way. And it was a flock of flamingos walking past, and it would cut back and forth between the car and the flamingos. There's a whole website. Um, dedicated to that Mm -hmm. ride where you can actually, they walk you through it and they have the audio clip from it and stuff and I think I actually have now thought about it and gone back one of the reasons it was my favorite was, we're talking back when they had tickets and this was a no ticket ride So it was the kind of thing that we could go on over and over and over again, and it was fun. I mean, you got those A-ticket rides, which were the horse-drawn carriage ride up Main Street, and when you were 13, that's just not fun. (laughs) But If You Had Wings was free.
2: See, I had the name wrong. I thought it was called
3: You Could Fly. It had a couple of different names, but I remember it as If You Had Wings. We used to love... The other thing that we had to do every time when we came here was America the Beautiful in the Circle Vision Theater... Which is where um, the monsters laugh floor is now. Okay, do you remember that? Yes. You don't. Mm, that's before my time. It was. It was filmed. Do you remember, what was the one with um, Nine Eye and Robin Williams? Um, I forget time. the name. Time traveler. Time. Time.
4: Yeah, because I remember seeing timekeeper. Timekeeper.
3: Yeah. They used the Circle Vision theater, and what it was was, you stood there against those railings, and they took you on a tour of America. Um, you went on a cable car, you went on a plane, you went skiing, but it was filmed with nine different um, cameras. They spend most of the time holding on. you did spend most of the time <laughs> holding on, yeah, felt like you 're going to fall over.
0: All right, thank you, Kathy. Who has another one they want to?
1: I have one read. from the photography board. This is posted by Mark Barbary. Now this is a question that I think a lot of people ask it's how to shoot fireworks.
3: You this have kind to have of, matches <laughs> this, this thread kind <laughs> of stuck have- out to
1: me Because um, recently we saw the uh, Summer Night Tastic fireworks For the first time the other night And they're awesome But you also, I also noticed a lot of people doing some wrong things When they were taking photos The amount of flashes going off you, you, When you shoot fireworks, turn your flash off The flash isn't going to do anything to help you with your uh, firework shot Well, see, this thread breaks down a whole bunch of things from the the most advanced DSLR cameras to even taking firework shots with your phone. Because there's a, you know, not everybody that comes in the park is going to have a tripod with a DSLR. And what I like about it, too, is that they they not only show you the great fireworks uh, shots they've taken, but they also show you some of their screw-ups. Like, this is what I did wrong. Um, One big thing is look and see if you have anything in your way, like a pole or a light, because you're going to have this big thing in front of your sh- all of your shots. Now, sometimes heads are really tough to avoid. You're going to have people in your shots, where you're going to have heads in your shots. If somebody's standing in front of you and they put their child on their shoulders, you know these are things that you really can't avoid midway through your firework shots. The, if you are thinking about bringing a tripod, Instead of carrying this thing around with you the entire day at the park, because it's going to be heavy, measure it and see if it's going to fit one of those big lockers. The, I think the depth of the locker is anywhere from, I think, 22 inches. So see if you can fit that tripod in the locker. Put it in there. Go get it after your, um, right before the fireworks. But this is a great thread. It's full of useful information with fireworks. It also breaks down a few other uh, things that are tough to shoot like the safari ride parades indoor shows Spectro magic dark rides these are all things that are difficult to shoot because they're either moving or it's dark but this is on the photography board it's 11 pages long it started in 2007 good info in there
0: do you feel like you lose the magic if you're focusing too much on trying to take the perfect
4: picture yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. absolutely i would i would give that piece of advice too that if this is like the first time you've ever done fireworks. Maybe you should just watch the fireworks and get the pictures online from somebody because, you know, that's not the best time to be learning how to use your camera and you are at Disney World stop and watch the fireworks.
1: <laughs> see, I took the I watched the fireworks through the eye of the camera yep. the entire time. I had a monopod so I was able to to stay still so my my arm wasn't hurting, but you know, I
4: But we we live here. We, you know. Right. Go see it again. You know, and I said there, there are times that you I You would make, still take photos. There know, are times photos. that when things are going on in the park, I'll take some pictures, but then I also put the camera down and watch because, you know, they are special, you know, and if that's the first, you know, and don't think you just come to Disney and whip out your camera and take pictures, you know, read the owner's manual, practice at home, and I agree with Corey. That's usually how I can tell who's a newbie with their camera when their flash goes off because <laughs> flash is, You know, you're just going to light up the head in front of you. It's not going to do anything for the fireworks.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole ISO settings and all that fun stuff, but, you know, you can go, if you're into that stuff, you can go read it and see what other people are doing. I have a favorite spot for fireworks. It's right on Main Street next to the tip board. And if you're in my spot, I'm going to, like, kind of (laughs) nudge you.
0: Sure, we'll know it's Corey with his fourteen cameras and his <laughs> giant tripod. The other thing too is I think with fireworks, um, people have to realize to frame the shot. You know, you see people's videos, you see people's pictures, and like you said, it is the back of people's heads and stuff. Lift the camera up. Yeah, lift mm-hmm. it up a little bit. Get closer. Yeah, lift the camera. Up.
1: Step to the side.
0: Thank you, Corey. Who wants to go next?
3: I do. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> This
2: is What Snacks Do You Bring With You to the Park? Um, it am started by Mama Mouse. I like her name. And it's on the trip planning uh, Disney for Families. They list everything from frozen grapes to trail mix and granola bars and beef jerky. But one of the tips that I really thought was smart is instead of packing your things that could break in Ziploc bags, pack them in little plastic containers things like chips or even trail mix because you know some of the things in there can be crunchy and you pull out your Ziploc bag and you're like anybody want some mush mm-hmm. you know so um but for us in particular beef jerky for Corey would be great he loves beef jerky he'd probably eat it all day um finley doesn't snack um ferris would probably i could bring a banana goldfish um, little graham crackers just anything that he likes
1: you were talking about the plastic containers. We went to the beach the other day, and a friend of ours, Jennifer, she had a little plastic container where she had uh, had a little built-in dip yes. holder. I thought that was a great idea. So if you
2: she had her carrots and then her little sauce in the middle, it was the neatest wow. thing. I mean, they have everything nowadays. You know, you can pretty much find any kind of container or bag to keep whatever you want in there. Another suggestion was to freeze your bottles of water so they're really cold. Um, not much else. I mean. Everybody knows that
0: by a f- is incredible. <laughs> um, we don't really worry about bringing food per se. I mean, you know, we could go anywhere and eat anything. But what we always do is we always pack a cooler, even if we're not going to the park, even if we're just going shopping or, or someplace in Florida, because you're always thirsty. Yeah. Yes. So we always have a cooler full of ice, full of drinks.
3: Uh, With the the rest of the country being as hot or hotter than Florida, it seems right now, one of the things that they're telling us on the news all the time is that you really shouldn't leave the house without bottled water in your car. And it really, at this point, doesn't even matter if it's cold, but that you should stay hydrated throughout the day. The heat index here is 110 today. And they're saying you should have a bottle of water in your car at all times. Having the Hydro Flask, and I'm not stumping for the Hydro Flask. I don't make any money on this. I just think it's an awesome product. Keeps things cold. We do always pack stuff for my mom. Um, My mom drinks Gatorade almost all the time. And she always brings her specific flavor of Gatorade into the park with her. And we're finding that with the Hydro Flask, we purchase these um, ice cube trays. That make cylinders. Cylinders. Little oh, okay. so that they would actually fit in like a twelve ounce disposable oh. water bottle. You can just make regular old ice in them and stick in there. But they're great for sticking in the hydro flask because we make them out of Gatorade. And Ooh. that way nothing's diluted.
0: Yeah. Or if you so, want to
3: bring a child's juice,
0: you can do the same thing. Right. Freeze the juice and now, put it in there
1: so it doesn't dilute. Now how's the condensation? There is none. none. No. See that's Absolutely. great. See when you freeze a bottle of water and you yeah. put it in your bag, it's, you're going to get a lot of con- things wet.
3: If you have condensation, you're losing the temperature. Mm-hmm. The temperature is changing, and that's what's causing the condensation. There is none. We we made coffee at home this morning and poured it in the hydro flask, and it is just as hot as when it first came out of the coffee pot. It also keeps things... It, it Read the testimonials on the board. I left it in my car all day at work, and there was still ice in it when I came out.
2: Now, most of the people are packing these snacks not necessarily to eat to have a meal like small children in long lines they say i'm hungry you pull something out and you feed them right there it's a
3: distraction too exactly oh, yeah.
2: well a lot of times i mean i can even have a hunger meltdown but especially a small child you but know, there's
3: times when you're not really hungry and just need but a snack just a snack yeah without so.
2: having to search and be like oh well where's the nearest place we can get mm-hmm. whatever you want when so, you're
3: so. diabetic they tell you you should snack You have to eat every couple of hours just to maintain your blood sugar. So having something that's healthy and appropriate, I'm all for it.
4: I found, speaking about being diabetic, um, when we went away a couple weeks ago, I was trying to find a product to keep my insulin cool. And I know that in the parks you can take it to first aid and things like that, but they make a little wallet. It's made by Frio, F-R-I-O, that you just stick the inside in water for like 10 or 15 minutes and then you take it out and put it in your little folder, and it'll keep your insulin good for forty-five hours. Wow! So if well, you're yeah. if you're you need to take it during the day, that's probably better than having it at first aid and you have to run over and take it. Fine, it um I've read people that use the frozen grapes to transport their insulin, but this is a little wallet, and it's waterproof, so you don't have to. You know, but forty-five hours would buy you a lot of time, and everybody has water that you can refresh it in.
3: They have. Um Again, I'm not stumping for Hydro Flask, but they've just come out with a wide mouth version, mm-hmm. and there's a 12-ounce size, so it's about as big as a soda can. That might be something that would work also. Mm-hmm. Good tips. Thank you, Julie. Kevin, you had one. I do. Mine is on the Cruise Line boards, and it's What's the Perfect Time? Let me tell you exactly the title so I know. The perfect time to arrive for your cruise, and it was started by love to travel o seven and there's a great deal of discussion on the thread as to what's the perfect time, and I guess I agree with everybody that's on there. It depends on what you want to accomplish. Some people say I like to get there as early as possible because even waiting in the terminal is the start of my mm-hmm. vacation. There's a lot to see in the terminal. There's a model of the ship. There's character interactions. Something to keep in mind. There's not a lot of food choices there. Um, there is a small snack bar that's open. But it's got a very limited selection. And than there's a TV that's playing Disney movies for the kids. But it depends on what you want to do. If you want to be the first person on the ship, that's great, too. Right. And remember, they only let you on the ship at a specific
0: time. So right. getting there early doesn't mean you're going to get mm-hmm. on the ship any earlier than anybody else. You it just
4: get- means
3: you're going to stand in line.
4: Right. The first time we, got, we went, I went by what they said on the Diz and got there, like, shortly after 10 o'clock. And about 10.15, I'd about had it. You've done everything there
0: is to do. right?
4: And so for me, then the next time, we got there about 11.30 and walked right up, you know, got in line. There wasn't a crowd. Um, We were on the ship. I think they started at 11.45. We were on the ship by 5 after 12. So for me, you know, I don't have little kids that would enjoy sitting there watching the movie. And, you know, character interactions, we've sort of already done that. It was perfect.
3: Now, John and I, we get there about 1 or 1.30. I like, you walk up to, there's no line, you walk up and check in, and you walk onto the ship and your room is ready. I don't like the idea of carrying, because we always have a laptop with us that you don't want to oh, give yeah. to the steward, and we always have a bunch of stuff that you don't want to carry around with you. Um, I can understand if you want to get on the ship and take your kids to the pool and you want to be there and... I want to get
1: on and start eating. <laughs> <laughs> Go straight to the buffet.
3: Um, it, the buffet is open at 1.30. <laughs> it's one of those things that we like the no line and we like our room being ready. I like to find th- that when we get there, it,
0: people are done eating. So it's not that mad rush and there's not a thousand people in line. We get to sort of take our time.
3: Something to keep in mind. A couple of tips that I would give you is make sure you complete all of the documentation you can complete online before mm-hmm. you arrive at the port. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have to stand there at one of those little tables and fill out all that information or take up more time with the, the Disney cast member while they fill out all that information. You can expedite all that by having all that done online. That makes check-in a breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would recommend that everybody do that. It also, you know, that we all hear that question all the time. When are my cruise documents going to get here? Your cruise documents are usually, Disney Cruise Line tells you that they're usually sent out 10 to 14 days in advance. There are times when that's done earlier than that. We hear people getting them 45 or 30 days in advance. But Disney Cruise Line says usually between 10 and 14 days. But again, you can go online and get all of the documentation done before you ever even leave home.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Kevin. All right, mine is from... Where is mine from? Mine's from the Disney Trip Planning Forum's Disney World Tips sub-forum. And it's by the person who started originally is Petals, And Petals asks, what's the best thing to do in downtown Disney? Is it worth seeing, or are parks better? Also, do you need a ticket to get into downtown Disney? Um, the answer to that last part is no. You don't need a ticket to get into downtown Disney. And people in this thread pretty much... Thoroughly answered the question. It's not better than a park. It's something you should do and you should see, especially if you have the time to go and do and see it. But I think what struck me funny is that someone actually um, contemplated not going to downtown Disney. Would you ever suggest to somebody not to go to downtown Disney?
4: No. no.
0: I mean, it's. I think it's part of the experience. I think there's things to mm-hmm. see and do. Again, it's not a
3: theme park, it's not a thrill, it's not shows or anything, but there's stuff to do there. Would I ever tell somebody not to go? There was a thread on the Diz Unplugged board about a guy who drove 12 hours to get here for one day to see the Main Street Electrical Parade and then drove home the next day. If you're under that time constraint, yeah, go to the park. The parks are definitely worthwhile. If you've got a day when you're looking for something a little... Less hectic, a little less walking, It's more of a strolling, snacking, shopping kind of a thing? Absolutely.
1: You know, if your time's limited and you can't see all of downtown Disney, meaning walking from Marketplace through Pleasure Island all the way to West Side, I would suggest just go to the Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: You could also, so that you maximize your time in the theme park, save one day for downtown Disney to do your shopping. I and mean, With the exception of the World Showcase, you're probably going to be able to find everything thing. that you find in the theme parks at Downtown Disney.
0: Exactly.
1: You get a discount, too, at the World of Disney if you're an annual pass holder.
0: So what's the best thing to do in Downtown Disney? Drink and chop. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> Some people said Disney Quest.
3: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: not a fan of Disney Quest
3: either. But. There's none of us. Uh, they, I love uh,
2: window shopping. There's no
3: real gamers you know, here, though. Go
2: in the sunglass place and try on the most expensive pair of sunglasses that you would never buy. It's just fun.
3: I think there's a there's a, a wide range of dining options, everything from Earl of Sandwich to fine dining. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that you can just make your own
1: fun. I like the art of Disney.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I like the Christmas tree store. Me I love too. the smell of the Christmas tree store. I, could, I would do anything to make my house smell like that.
4: And if you hear when festivals of the Masters looks, is going on, that's a great way to tour.
3: I have an email that I know we're not doing an email show. It's a disboard show, but you brought it up. This is from Walt D. for me, and she wants to know, we only have a couple hours on one of our days to see the Festival of the Masters. Uh, an hour and a half or two hours. Do you think it would be worth going for this short amount of time? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the festival, too. I've always been curious about it and trying to figure out if we can fit it in that day. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't think there's anybody here who would say that right. it's not worth it.
1: You know, we, we talk about Epcot. Like the Flower and Garden Festival, Epcot never looks better. Downtown Disney, this is their event. Disney, uh, downtown mm-hmm. Disney is, never looks better. It's crowded, not, but not too crowded. It's, it's active. Right. There's life to it. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's actually not at the marketplace any longer. It's all held on the west side now. Mm-hmm.
2: But the chalk art is on the right place. So,
3: Right. But if you're going to see the art, I would recommend the west side. But if you're going to go to the uh, to the marketplace in those two hours, you're not going to see a lot of the Mm -mm. art show. You will see the chalk art. And it's
1: also it's not only art; it's almost like a little mini food and wine festival because all of the restaurants have little booths where they feature some of their popular items. I don't know about alcohol, but I know food. Little samples Mm -hmm. of food, so you could, you know, go sample some food. We love it. Yeah, we do too. too.
2: I have a piece of jewelry that I bought there. Well, Corey bought me.
3: We have a Christmas ornament that we bought there last mm-hmm. year. A carved um, wood Christmas ornament. We bought Absolutely little bird. You also get
0: to see parts of that part of Disney that you wouldn't really explore. You go past
3: Cirque du Soleil. Right, you get to see out behind Cirque du Soleil the there's folk artists. art is. I, that's actually my favorite part, the folk art. The folk art is the most interesting to me. And not everything is
1: expensive. You can find some neat little things mm-hmm. for like $40 Thirty dollars little, tight, small pieces of art
3: there was an artist there a couple of years ago who did um, quilting, and it was framed. There were different different designs, different sayings, and at the time i couldn 't afford one and I went last year hoping to find that same artist, and I was going to buy a piece. And they didn't participate last oh, year. I'm no. hoping they're there this Ooh. year. If they're there this year, I'm coming home with a piece. See,
2: we lucked out because two years in a row, my necklace and Ferris's little bird that we bought him came from the same artist. So I want to go this year and get Finley something. He's a collage
1: room. artist and takes old um, timepieces and makes things out of any them. Oh, of,
2: yes, I saw him. Yes, yeah. any sort of antique piece. He, he <laughs> takes and creates jewelry and those little wooden carved birds. You know, it, it's really, I love it.
0: Now, some of the artists from uh, Festival of the Masters also go to celebration for their uh, festival. And then where did we go? Where was that one street festival we went to? Was it Melbourne? No, Coco. Coco.
3: At last year at celebration, I bought uh, an art piece. It, it's a it, it's a vase. It's a vase. It's only it's made out of all different kinds of exotic woods. Okay. And while it doesn't really hold live flowers because the receptacle is very shallow, if you want, we have lights that I bought in China in Epcot in it that looked like kind of like lit up pussy willows. But these art shows, I think they're definitely worth Mm -hmm. it. And most of the places take credit cards and cash. So
1: it's a three day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, November 12th to the 14th. This does bring out a lot of locals. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would say go on Friday.
3: I also ever surprised every year because we forget. And we usually don't go until later in the afternoon. This closes kind of early.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's something not into the night. It's right. you five don't want to go. You don't want to go at yeah. five o'clock. It ends at five. No, right. It ends at five o'clock. The other thing is they always put out a limited edition poster and pin, and it usually has some kind of Disney icon in the p- the poster. These are highly collectible and usually sell out Friday or Saturday. You usually won't get them on Sunday unless it's, like, really like, kind of, like, butt ugly.
4: <laughs> and Sunday afternoon's a good time to go, too, because then all the chalk drawings are done if you're, you know, like, right. for the That's kids Right. That's the only to... thing with going the first yeah. day. You, you... But
2: I like seeing them in progress, too. Oh, yeah.
3: Early Sunday.
2: No, like, late. S-
3: well. I, but early Sunday afternoon. Sunday winds down even earlier than the day before. mm
0: mm-hmm. I like to see the chalk drawings right after it rains. I like to see the. <laughs> I like to see the chalk
3: artists yeah. just after it rains. A look of despair. You no, know, I've
4: their seen faces. people though walking across them after it's over, and it's like, come on, people, these are still works of art till you know the rain takes it away. <laughs> but it, it does
2: off. take up a lot of space, so it's hard yeah. to not mm-hmm. walk. You but know, nobody, if they weren't there,
3: and yeah, nobody cordons them off, so. So I hope that answers your yeah. question. And I didn't mean to stick an email in there, but I thought we should talk about that because people are planning and it is coming up.
1: We have a detailed photo gallery on the site; includes um, a lot of the art and the menus they serve.
3: This is a juried competition, also. Mm-hmm. There are prizes given. So, excellent. All right, who else has a discussion board topic?
0: Thing. I don't know what to call these <laughs> thread. thread.
2: Thread. I. I'm. Um... Actually, stealing one of Teresa's because I think it's pertinent to this time of year. Um, The best shoes for the parks when it's hot. This comes from the trip planning forum, uh, Disney for Families. This was started by Disney Gen 1969. She's asking because they're going the last week in August and expect it to be hot. Her dear husband and her disagree on what shoes to pack. He thinks tennis shoes with socks and she's leaning towards Crocs. Of course, everybody weighs in. Um, most people say that tennis shoes and socks are not too smart with the afternoon showers. Wet tennis shoes are not fun to walk around in. Right. Um, Crocs can be good, but can become uncomfortable. I agree with um, one person posted, Tigger51276, about Tevas, oh, the sandals. I love my tevas. Um, Not the flip-flop style, but the strap style. She says they're super comfortable. They're made for getting wet. Um, rafters use them. They dry super fast. And when she's really hot, she likes to soak her feet in water. <laughs> so it helps out a lot. Um, one of the tips was just be sure to put sunscreen on the tops of your feet or else you won't be able to wear your sandals yeah, the next day. Yeah, strap lines. Um, and then there are several other brands that are mentioned in here. Um, Most people say no sneakers and socks, no sneakers and socks. Lots of people are fans of Crocs. But Teva, Keen, Morel, Columbia, Kamek, Nike, and Bite are some of the
4: um, sports sandals mentioned in the thread. Well, I'll add my two cents worth for the Teva Mush. They're they're the flip-flops. And I like them because they've got like a no-skid bottom on them that even if it is slightly raining, you can... I can get through the park without, you know, doing the slide. Like Well, you see one complaint of- about those was that the feet could slide out. They don't slide out as much as like a regular flip flop. Yeah. And they have an arch support in them. So right. if you're walking through the parks, I can do all day. touring. I wouldn't wear your dollar old
2: Navy flip flops no, to the parks no. or your feet are going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And don't let your kids wear those either. When I see little kids walking around with like these thin little flip flops on with no support, I'm thinking, what are those parents, you know, okay. thinking? Don't,
3: buy new shoes to come to the parks either make sure that what you're wearing is broken is broken in and the most comfortable things you wear a lot of people talk about bringing more than one pair of shoes so that you can change from day to day i
4: can remember one time i was doing something for the diz and i had to go over to one of the value resorts and it was like a rainy one of our rainy stretches in every room I went by, everybody had their shoes in the window, like trying to dry yeah, them, try, out. Try them out. And it's like, well, I hope they had another pair of shoes, too, because nothing's more miserable than putting on a pair of wet shoes. Right.
3: Another tip that I see all the time and I think is a really good idea is to stick an extra pair of socks for everybody in, your, um, everybody in your party. Stick an extra pair of socks in the bag if you are wearing socks. If they do get wet, it's nice to put on dry socks.
1: Alicia Lunny, she brings a different pair of shoes for every attraction.
2: And some heels. <laughs> but the only other tip I saw that I thought was really good is choosing a light color sandal and not a dark color sandal. Obviously because they attract the heat and then can make them a lot hotter on your feet.
3: The uh, You talked about putting sunscreen. If you're wearing sandals, put sunscreen on your feet. Nothing hurts worse than burning the top of your feet. Mm-hmm. I also read about spraying your feet with um antiperspirant. Mm-hmm. So they don't sweat? Well, that they don't sweat, and it um, helps stop blisters.
4: Oh. Mm. Yeah, I do that.
1: Raise your feet if you're sure. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, who else has a thread they want to read? I have another one, another Disney Cruise Line question. Um, it's called Stupid Questions About Castaway Key, and it's by Princess Murr uh, on the boards. And she wants to know, basically, what do you do with your stuff when you're on Castaway Key? Do you... Buried in the sand, do you wear one of those little lockers around your neck? Do you get a money belt? And she gets all kinds of different advice. Uh, One of the questions is, what do you do with your passport? If you're on a Disney cruise ship and you're entering a foreign port, there's a discussion over whether you should bring your passport with you. That's different because you would usually have a backpack or a purse or a pocket to put it in. I'm of the belief that you really don't need to take your passport aboard Castaway Key that it should be in the safe in your room. Yeah, right. I agree.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Uh you're the only people on Castaway Key. There are no other tourists there to mingle with and there's only one ship there at a time. There's really absolutely no reason to bring your passport aboard or on, on off the ship. Uh as far as your key to the world card, again, It's one of those things that are made of plastic, and there are those little plastic boxes you can get to wear around your neck. You can stick that in your bathing suit pocket and not hurt it. I'm of the belief that they're kind of indestructible. I mean, I know you can demagnetize them, but you get a different one when you get back on the ship. You can swim with them and not destroy them. Right. Now, as for your camera and all of the other valuables, I've always been one of those people who sticks it in my sneaker or on my flip flop and covers it up with a beach towel. I might be living in a fantasy world that nobody's going to steal my camera on Castaway Key, but I'm of the belief that if you wrap it up in a beach towel,
0: I have to tell you, we very, very—I can't even remember once hearing anyone say I had my stuff stolen on Castaway Key.
2: No, I have. We've either. always left. If we were out in the water, we've always left just left our stuff on the beach,
0: mm-hmm.
2: under our chair or. Or will tie it to the chair.
0: I mean, not only are you with other people who are only on the Disney cruise, but most likely you've met these people at least once. Right? You're gonna—it's—it's it's that um, thing that happens on vacation where you always run into the same people mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So
4: people—it's
1: yeah, not something. like being at a water park where somebody can take your bag and leave, or the <laughs> beach, or
0: something right. like
4: that. The only thing I wouldn't bring my big expensive camera out onto the beach just because sand's not good for it. So I would take my, my small little one.
3: Unless you're going on to Castaway Key with the idea that you're going to walk the islands and take the island and take photos, and not swim, and not swim, or you're going to carry that with you, that's different. But I agree with you. The other thing is, I if you're going to bring a beach bag to the beach, stick your valuables in the bottom of the beach bag, um, and make friends with the people around you.
2: Yeah, I mean, and also, you know, we'll be traveling with Corey's parents, grandparents. They don't get in the water. So more than likely, they'll be sitting under an umbrella watching our kids enjoy the beach and us. So our valuables will be safeguarded.
0: Yeah, but they're going to be <laughs> toasted. So who knows? <laughs> Come along and take your stuff.
3: Margarita! <gasps> uh, if you're going on an excursion, don't bring your camera. Especially if it would, like, involve scuba diving or riding that banana boat or like parasailing. Just don't bring that kind of valuable stuff with you. The, the boat doesn't leave.
1: You know, you mentioned making friends with the people that are sitting next to you. That's, that's a great tip also at the water parks. Because sometimes there's always somebody sitting there that doesn't want
3: to do the rides. That's really good. Let's just hope they're not the ones who are rifling your beach bag the yeah. water. <laughs> but somebody uh, recommended something that locks to the leg of your... Yes. That's kind of, I think... Well, I mean, for a water park, I that's suggest That's different, that. right. Yeah. But I, I'm talking on Castaway Key. I, I, I'm not entirely sure you need that level of security. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: remember... you. The only thing you can use on Castaway Key is your key to the world card. The mm-hmm. only money that it's accepted is at the post office if you want to mail a letter, and that's exact change. So you're not bringing a lot of stuff with you, or at least you shouldn't be bringing a lot of stuff with you.
1: I mean, they they supply towels,
3: right? There are lockers on Castaway Key, also, aren't there? I'm fairly certain there are over by yeah. the first, um, over by the showers and yeah. things. Aren't there lockers right there? Pretty sure there are. I'm going to be honest with you, I've never used one. Me neither. No. So, but I think there are. So if it's really that big a deal. Put it in the locker. Right. Don't bring your laptop to the beach. <laughs> bring your iPad.
2: Yeah, get sand in that.
3: <laughs> You'd you, really have to work to get sand in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you liked it, you should have put it in a locker.
0: That's too funny. Thanks, uh, Sasha Fierce. Move ahead. <laughs> All right, we're going to do one more. Uh, Thread And who has the last one they'd like to discuss? I have one. This is from
4: Pac-Man 3000. This is um, from the Disney Cruise board. And this is um, questions from somebody who's considering booking a Disney cruise. And they had some questions. And their first one is, even though the cruise sounds great, but a Disney cruise will be chock full of little kids. With so many kids on the boat, is the cruise full of screaming, crying, and just more noise than usual? And they just have this image of kids in Mickey ears yelling and racing each other from one end of the deck to the other. Um, And they had some other questions. But this one, um, I took my sister on a Disney cruise last year. And that was her first impression of there's just going to be these kids yelling and screaming all over the boat. There weren't kids screaming, but I did see an adult (laughs) knock a child down to go get Cinderella's autograph.
3: Kevin, stop. Don't tell this story. (laughs)
4: So, you know, if you're in the adult area, Disney is very good about um, keeping children out of the adult area that you can totally forget that there's kids on that cruise. Even
0: the times when you're at the, the um, sail away party and there are kids around,
4: they're not. It's, yeah, and, and on Castaway Keys, you've, not got, it's you've not, got your no. own area of mm-hmm. the beach. Um, you know, it's all when I think like the attitude you have when you go on the ship. I mean, I'm sure there's been loads of kid on, kids on every cruise I've been on. But I've sort of, like, like blocked them out because I'm busy doing my own thing.
3: You can go ahead and tell the story. <laughs> Kevin knocked little
0: children out of the way to get That's not true. Don Ducky Williams to drama pictures. To drama. <laughs> I
3: waited in line. I, I, I waited in line, just like everybody else. And the woman behind me said, can my daughter go ahead of you? No cutsies And I said no. <laughs> Good for yeah. you. No, I waited in line. I didn't knock anybody down, I didn't race, I didn't scream, I just stood in line with everybody else. Granted I was the tallest one in line. But I did wait in line and that she wanted to know if they could go ahead of me because her child wanted to have the picture drawn. And I thought, Well, I really do too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you don't want it any more any less. Right.
4: And the other so, the other thing that this person asks or brings up is there enough things to do on a Disney cruise? And I see that quite often. I isn't there plenty? There's I mean, so I much to put, do. You know? You and can't also, fit it all in.
0: And there's also stuff not to do too. You're on vacation,
3: relax. Right. Don't fill every minute. I to me the best thing to do on a Disney cruise is find a shady spot and read a nap. I don't have enough time to do that in my regular life most of the time and I think that's Absolutely, there's a certain joy in not having
1: anything to do. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not having a phone in my pocket.
3: Right, Mm -hmm. I love that, (laughs) and the the phone doesn't ring. Right, you know the it's okay. Like, what do I do? And it's
4: okay not to go on the excursions because, like, when everybody goes off into Nassau, I'm on the ship enjoying the the pool.
3: One of the, if Bob was still here with us, one of the things he would tell you that one of the best times he ever had on a Disney cruise. John and I said we didn't, we weren't going to go aboard or we were going to get off the ship. Go ashore. That's the word I'm looking for. And Bob and John and I were the only people at the adult pool for most of the day. We had our own waiter who brought us diet soda, and we just enjoyed the adult pool. He said it was the best time he ever had on a Disney ship.
4: I did think it was funny on the first podcast cruise, though, on Nassau Day, how many people stayed on the boat, ship, boat, because we had all mentioned, uh-huh. you know, it's not worth so it was like, it was jam-packed that day when it's it, not usually like that. I think if you've never
3: been to Nassau, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't get off and at least see it. If you've been there and you've decided that this isn't the place for you, I, that's fine. Right, judge for yourself. Exactly.
4: Yeah. yeah, that's what I did the first time I went out and I saw it and I went, okay, this is like every other, you know, like right there by the ship Every other junkie shop you can find along the boardwalk or do whatever. And I wasn't interested in excursions. So the next time, I just stayed on the ship and, you know.
3: We always go to Atlantis. First of all, they have a casino. And Atlantis is spectacular to look at. And even if you go and look around for an hour and go back, I think it's worth doing that. And you get to see. You take a cab, and they take you through. They take you through at 800 miles an hour. But they do take you through parts of um, Nassau that you wouldn't get to see. So... Yeah. I, I think you really should at least mm-hmm. experience I agree. it.
1: We don't do it anymore. But you know, going back to the kids, the kids never bothered me on the cruise ship. I, I guess the maybe if you're in the adult area and then kids are in the pool in the adult area, that might bother me. But the, the drunk drunken, obnoxious adults bother at the adult me more. Pool, mm-hmm. yeah. remember one time we were at the adult pool and they were jumping off the side of the pool with glass bottles in their hand. Well, a <laughs> glass bottle broke in the pool. Oh, geez. they had to drain the entire pool.
2: And then it was like half an hour to an hour with the guys in yellow suits, scrubbing it and cleaning it and making sure there was no more glass mm. in there. Yeah, they were
1: banned from yeah. the adult area. For
2: the rest of the cruise. <laughs> Good. And then we saw you see them walking around like just circling. <laughs> from the they, they would keep,
0: them keep on moving.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't ever have a problem with the kids either. Uh, my feeling is if you want to avoid them or you don't want to see them, you really don't have to. Right. Book right. a spa day. <laughs> That's another thing. I don't have a rainforest room at home. (laughs) So I always find time to visit the rainforest (laughs) room on the Disney show. If you
2: did, you'd have a lot of company. Really.
3: (laughs) There is just something magical. I think that's one of the best ways to spend some free time.
0: Very good. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for participating. And uh, please join us again next week. Next week will be an email show. So if you have an email you'd like us to play, like us to read, you can (laughs) get that confused all the time. If you have an email you'd like us to read, you can send that to podcast at www.info.com. Or you can call us at 1-877-310-9662 and leave us a voicemail. Or you can record something and email it to us if you want to do a video um, message to us or a video question and we play it on the show, those automatically get a pick at the prize So, please do those. We think they're really cool. Do you want to say something, Kevin? Absolutely not. Oh, you're breathing like you're going to say something. <laughs> I have to breathe.
3: <laughs> All right.
4: You can't
0: wait until we're done to breathe. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you, everybody, and have a great week.